Hey, Heartbreakers. Welcome back to another Breakdown Bonus episode. I'm here with co-worker Justin. Yeah, bonus. And Lexi might run in. I told her to come down and chit-chat. This is a song for another time. <laughs> <laughs> but, but Lexi's going through some stuff. We'll hash it out after me and her uh, have a couple of margaritas at Epcot. That's our oh, plan. okay. Yeah, so we're going to talk about this week's main episode, which was our first friendship breakup episode. Well, I think I said this earlier. Friendship breakups can be harder than actual breakups, especially if they're like long relationship friendships. Your friend are like your support. They're your people who back you up when you need it. They're there for yep. you. Whereas like boys, girls, whoever, they come and go unless you get married, Justin. But <laughs> <laughs> Well, and it's one of those things like friendships, the dynamic of a friendship changes as you get older. Like when you're in high school and then college and living with these people, like you're so close, you're with each other all the time. And I think there's a natural, not pullback, but there's distance that's made afterwards because either you move in with somebody, you get married or you start moving away friends that don't get married or in the relationship right away sometimes don't see that and then there's some tension I was like why are you leaving you're not hanging out with me anymore and it's like okay well like I'm with my person you know like yeah so I think there's some of that that goes on a lot of a lot of times as well so there's like tension and then there's like even more breakup like sometimes it leads to not being friends that's been a transition that I've talked about on here already a transition I've had a hard time with in my 20s is mm-hmm. like here in the south like all our friends are getting married like yeah. real quick and it's a hard transition to see people like go off and pair off. But what I thought was interesting about this main episode is it was sort of like a very extreme example of your friends prioritizing your romantic relationship over your friends. She was given the choice. Well, she wasn't really given a choice, but she kind of made this choice for herself where she had this friend of 15 years Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden had a romantic interest that she really didn't need to go after, but did anyway and decided to go with that man instead. And it makes me wonder, like, why do we not we because I personally wouldn't do this, but like, (laughs) Why do the people in our lives and sometimes why do we prioritize romantic relationships over our friends? You know, sometimes it's just like the lust. You get blinded by the lust and everyone's situation is a little bit different. But I think even in high school, like I remember like the relationships back then for me, obviously now don't matter. Like they were what they were. But I had friends that had dated the girl that I dated before me and they were obviously upset that that switch happened. But I don't remember like I do remember there being some hesitation of like, well, that's my dude. Like I can't do that. Bro code. But also they had only dated for like two weeks. So let's be real. Like, yeah, yeah, it's okay. Yeah. You know, if it's if it's if it's marriage or long term relationships and or friends, relatives or you know, what I mean, like there's a lot. It, it makes it a little more spicy, I guess. To go back to high school. I mean, I think the way that you treat your relationships from a young age, like those set you up for how you're going to treat your friends yeah. later in life, which is, I think, why this episode was so shocking. Like this girl was friends with the other chick for 15 years. They were present at each other the birth of their children. Sure. Obviously, like, I'm sure there's a slew of psychological reasons why people latch on to romantic Filling relationships. some kind of void that apparently is missing. I yeah. think that's a big part of it a lot of times. Validation mm-hmm. and maybe a desire for a different kind of security. Like we were talking earlier because I was like, okay, well, Justin can talk about <laughs> male friendship dynamics versus female friendship dynamics. There is <laughs> a, a, there's a trend on TikTok right now uh-huh. talking about male friendship dynamics, about how there has to be like a leader an alpha. Yes. Oh, you've seen um, that? Yeah, yeah. Where it was like she got the ick when he's not the, the alpha the of alf- the group, the leader of the friend Which group. Which I will say, I don't see it that way. Like I see a guy 
friendship group. There was another TikTok that I saw talking about that. That's how I knew about this. And the way he described it was so perfect. There's a glue guy. He's the one that like pulls everyone together. That's the guy that's like, like you were saying, like would most likely, in my opinion, prioritize the the guy's friendship over everything else. There's the, <laughs> he called it the victim, which I'll stay with the victim. The one that everyone just kind of like picks on and makes fun of, but like you do it out of love. That yeah. was me in our relationship. Oh. Like in high school, I was the one that everybody like, I, I got joked on a lot because I was like this tiny little kid. Like I didn't, I didn't grow until college. So like I was like five, six <laughs> going to college. And now Justin's like six two. Yeah. <laughs> no, now we're, now we're good. But you know, you have that. And then you have a few people that are like the jokers in between. There's, there's never an alpha. There's like a planner and the glue guy. And those two have the chance to be the one perceived as the alpha quote unquote, if, which I hate that word, by the way. Alpha. Yeah. Which, <sighs> which I'm sure someone's gonna be like, that's cause you're not. And it's like, okay. <laughs> but there's, so it's not like, there's no like one person and depending on the situation, you step up into that situation. Like if we're at my hometown, then I'm the one that would step up to be perceived as the alpha because I need to have, I have now have to lead all these guys and show them where to go or take them to where we're going, you know? Yeah. Like, so I think that's how it works. Betas are usually my type. What, or, <laughs> what's like the step down from alpha? Is it gamma? Maybe I, I'm a gamma type. I don't type. know. See, I, the, probably, the Greek, I don't know. I don't know the that Greek stuff. <laughs> I know. My sorority sisters are really in their group right now. <laughs> Funny thing. So I live in my hometown and I actually matched with somebody who would have been considered the alpha of their friend group on really? Bumble over the week. But I always had like a crush on, I hope like no, I hope no, no one's picking up on Leave it out. I always had like a crush on his friend and his friend I think would have been considered like second in command. Yeah. The glue, if you will. He, yeah, the glue guys. I have a friend who's the glue guy, right? And I get annoyed with him. <laughs> I'll admit it because nine times out of 10, I will say, yes, I want to do something. And then when it comes time to do it, I'm like, oh my God, why did I say yes to doing that? Like, I do not want to leave the house right now. And the glue guy is the one that like will show up at my door and be like, come on, we're going on an adventure. And I'm like, oh God, I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to go. That's like the next in command. And then, so that's like the way it works, I guess. So you're not the glue guy. So you're not the person who is keeping them together. No. So I, I can imagine you've witnessed some friendship betrayals in your, in your little circle of friends. Yeah. Has anybody like gone off and like gone after somebody's girl? So, I mean, <laughs> you know, it, there's in college things happen. So a lot of us have hooked up with the same different women. I am also guilty of that. For those of you who can't see my jaws on the floor. <laughs> so like, but our friendship group in college wasn't necessarily interested in dating. So like we would never really get too upset with each other. There was tension at times, but it was never like, I'm never talking to you again. Nicole, my wife, she was really good friends with the glue guy of our group before I met her. And I always had some kind of feeling that maybe something was there. And so like when we first started talking, other guys in the group I talked to was like, mm, what should I do here? And they're like, ah, you're fine. Like, just go for it. It's glue okay. guy just wants everyone to be happy. I personally perceived some tension. Some sexual tension? No, no, like anger towards me when we first, when Nicole and I first started. Oh, like oh, there was oh. some perceived like that. Well, he should have stepped up into his alpha and made a move. <laughs> made, done something. I mean, there's a lot that was going on there and everything works out fine. We're all still cool. Basically what I picked up from that story is you guys had no problem hooking no. up with the same girls. Uh, no, but there were certain friends in the group that you knew would be more upset about it. And those were the ones that made you like hesitate a little more. You know what I mean? What do you think would make them more upset than like someone who wouldn't get upset? Like what, what are they getting angry about? If it's just casual. Yeah, it would just be like, hey, that's, you know, that's my girl. We're talking. Like, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Like, more like that. Like, so they thought it was more serious than it was or wasn't? Probably, yeah. In okay. that scenario, if I would imagine, like, the girls got a different vibe of the situation than the guy is, if, if that's how that situation's going. Gotcha. So, like, that, and but 
again, like those relationships weren't long relationships. Now Mm -hmm. that we're all like married or (laughs) dating for a really long time, I feel like if something were to happen, friendships would end. Yeah, because it's matrimony. Literally different. Yeah, it's like so much different than in college. So I could see it being a lot different. Like I don't see a scenario if any of my friends started pursuing Nicole. Mm -hmm. I don't see a scenario where I'd be like, okay, to still be friends with them afterwards. Well, yeah, because it's just weird. Like this is your wife. Right. It's not like some girl that you hooked up with in college. <laughs> exactly. So, I, you know, there, there's a level of this is probably like the most extreme case of it to that. I'm still invited to this dude's wedding. So, like, we're cool. Okay. It took some time, though. Glue guy helped you out. Yeah, I, no, this was just distance <laughs> helped us out. I think in high school, I was talking to this girl. We had agreed it was like uh, it was just like a hookup thing. Mm-hmm. Like we weren't in a relationship. And so my friend brought this other girl to the beach where we were staying. Now, the girl I was talking to was not there. And so the girl that he had brought and I <laughs> kind of hooked up. Who knew J- co-worker Justin was <laughs> such a Casanova? Well, it didn't go well because like my buddy was like, it just really wasn't good. It got yeah. very... So why did he just fumble the bag and he was and she was like, well, I'm just going to go no, with co-worker Justin. We, another twist of the story, she was in a relationship with another person. So there was like a lot going on. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's a whole movie. Why, yeah. Justin? I think though, I think the relationship was on the rocks. She, if I had to assume, <laughs> I don't want to put words in anybody's mouth. That's why I'm hesitant. I think she was not okay with the idea of me and her friend I was talking to who we decided was going to just be a casual thing. I think she was not okay with it being a casual thing because she's like, you guys are in a relationship, just be in a relationship. So I always assumed she did that as a way to try to manipulate the situation to make us either not date at all or date. She was trying to sabotage you. Yeah, and we dated for two years after that. So (laughs) (laughs) it was like a month of really awfulness and then everything cleared up. That's hysterical. What a way. Like when people are like, how did you meet? Well, so my (laughs) girlfriend, like psychological warfare. And seriously, looking back at it, that has to be what it was. But during it, I was, you know, you're like, what was I? Probably like 17, 18 years old. I'm like, yay. You know, like I have no self-control. Why did you guys decide to date if it was just like a hookup situation? It was more serious than a hookup situation, but we had both been saying it was going to be a hookup situation. You know what I mean? Like You guys had like romantic feelings for each other. Yeah. And neither of us wanted to be the first one to say it, I think, at that situation. What I was going to ask was like, what's your biggest friendship betrayal? I think this might be be it. it. That's got to be it. My friend, he was very upset. He was very, very, very upset. And it took a long time for us to be cool. And now that we're like at the age we are, where like I don't really text my friends every day. It's like maybe on Fridays, I'll hit a few of them up to see what they're doing for the weekend. And that's like, that's it. So we don't really talk that much. It was a blip in the friendship. We somehow got off on a tangent about men crying in front of each other. Like men won't cry in front of their friends. That was another TikTok thing. I wish I could find the podcast that talked about it. It was it was two guys and two girls. I can't remember the um the the podcast name, but it was just a clip on TikTok, and the guy was talking about how he, I guess it was his opinion, but he was saying he felt guys can't be emotional around their significant other, and his point was because women seek security. So when you cry, you show you're emotional, and that doesn't show security. So regardless of what the woman says to you in that moment, they will always perceive you differently because of that. And that was his point: is you can't cry in front of your girl. I think both things can be true. I think maybe in certain situations it would give a girl an ick if it's really early on in the relationship and if it's about something... If it's something like serious, like, I don't know. Serious, yeah. If it's like, okay, you're having, I don't know, like you had a minor inconvenience, your car, you got a flat tire and you're frustrated because it's going to make you late for work. Like that maybe is too too little of a... I don't know if that's technically like gatekeeping, like, oh, your problem's not that bad, don't cry, but... We're gatekeeping emotions on this podcast? I I think you can. (laughs) I don't know. I get calling up your significant other, like bawling, crying, 
crying, like, oh my God, my life's a mess. This isn't working. I mean, I think crying can show that you are comfortable with being sensitive yeah. and, and crying. And I think there's like a certain level of attractiveness to that. So I yeah. don't think crying like in all cases is bad. On a little tangent, one of my friends recently started dating a guy like literally like two weeks ago. It's a heartbreaking situation because it's like coming up on the year anniversary of his father's death. Mm. But I think to your point where you were talking about like how men can't cry in front of each other, it seems like he's running to her, this girl that he's only known for a couple of weeks for that emotional support. And she's kind of like, whoa, mm. yeah, it, it might have been like opening the bag too quick. Yeah. You know what but I mean? But I mean, to be fair, like you could flip it genders aside. Like if I'm dating a guy for three weeks and I'm crying about, you know, somebody who's passed Whatever away in my family. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to be like, this chick is crazy. Yeah. Or it'll be more like, I, I don't know. Like, I guess it depends on the situation. Me personally, it would be more like I would feel sad for the situation. Yeah. But also it would kind of be like, oh, this is a lot real early on. It's a it's a thin line. Blanket statement, like no crying. Um, Men can't cry. You, on gotta, this. you gotta be the alpha. Not on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I wonder the psychological side of it. Like, I wonder what a psychologist would say yeah. about, about that situation. As a guy, do you feel like you can be fully yourself around your friends? I do now. When I was younger, no. Because, I, and I will say, social media, I feel like social media is a big part of this. Like, I get to put out any video I want on TikTok, right? I can be weird as hell if I want to. And I'll do it. And I'll get absolutely roasted in the guy's group chat. But that's me. You know, like yeah. that, if I want to do that stupid video, that's my stupid video. Whereas in the past, like I said, I was the victim of the friend group, so I would get picked on a lot. Mm -hmm. So I felt like I had to like button up and be generic, I guess, is the word. You felt like because you were the friend that was sort of like the designated punching bag as a defense mechanism, you were yes. like... I'm going to be the average dude. I'm going to like football. <laughs> I'm going to play basketball. I am going to go to school. I'm going to come home. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it was like very cookie cutter. I wasn't the smartest and that was what my friend group kind of latched onto. And so I always felt like, you know, like with a learning disability, it was always like, I have to put in the extra work. I'm not going to, from a very early mindset, in my mind was, you're never going to be the best at any of it, but you can outwork everybody. So that mm -hmm. was like kind of my mindset. And I think that reflects here at work all the time. That's why I'm here like 24 seven. Um, I think I'm never going to be best, but you will not outwork me. So I think that was why like then I felt I had to kind of find a lane and just like stick to the mm -hmm. generic lane. And then once you get into college, you find your, you find some new friends that yeah. are into similar things and then you can open it up a little bit more. Yeah, you became like a stock character is what I'm saying. Literally, like. like, you know, the SpongeBob episode where it gets normal. Have you ever seen that? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Normal SpongeBob? Yeah, that was like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> That's literally what I did. Oh my gosh, that breaks my heart to think of you like just being like a normal Justin. My brother is really good at art and I was interested in art. I don't think I would have pursued it, but I would have investigated it a little bit more if I felt like I could have. I definitely felt the same way too. Like I felt like college was a great way to be more experimental with who you wanted to be. You know, like you do the, you go and investigate the breakups yeah, after yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, a whole nother thing could be talking about like the person in high school that changed, I don't know, cheerleader. And then by the time they're in junior year of college, they're tatted up, piercings everywhere. You know what I mean? Like went off the deep almost end. Almost went like emo, like, oh, what happened? You know, like, you no, know, I feel like there's always that story. And I bet a lot of them would be like, I finally felt like I could express myself. Being in high school is sort of like being faced with your social media comment section all yeah. the time. Yeah. It's like, so if you post something that's like a little cringy, people are like, oh my gosh, that was so cringy. Which, by the way, go back and look at anything you posted like 10 years ago. They were so right. cringy. <laughs> it was right. very cringy. Yeah. I was quoting, quoting like Wiz Khalifa lyrics. It's like, what am I doing? <laughs> I know. Yeah. 
when I was in high school, I considered myself like the yellow starburst friend. Okay. Have you ever heard of that analogy? No. My therapist calls it something different. <laughs> I call it the yellow starburst uh, friend where I relate to you in the sense that I was bullied a lot when I was really, really young. So sure. I wouldn't be myself around people. Yeah. And so then people thought I was a snob. And so. Oh, uh, so you were like closed off. Like you, instead. okay, yeah, I get it. Yeah, closed off. In my friend group circles, I think I was so used to like never really being myself. I would be the yellow starburst friend, like good enough to keep around, but like I like the red starburst better. The pink starburst. The pink starburst. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. Not the pink starburst friend, although I like the red starburst better. <laughs> then when you go to college and you just have like this vast group of people to choose from that if like if one person doesn't like you, okay, I'll go find another yeah, friend. Yeah, fine. I'm out. I don't I don't need to be friends with you then. Yeah. yeah. And that was kind of like, even, yeah, even with the friend groups like that I look back into high school that I knew, I was never like super close with anybody other than my immediate friends. Mm-mm. I was really close with them and then everyone else like knew of me, but I always remember this like, I'm in radio. I talk a lot. I did in, in high school too. So I always had this like thought in the back of my mind where I was always subconscious of like, is this person I'm talking to right now? Do they hate me because mm. I'm talking too much? Like I was always very aware of my surroundings and how people were in my mind perceiving me. And I was always very cautious to try to make sure it was a positive perception. You've grown into a <laughs> lovely character. Somebody sent me a DM yesterday and called you an icon. An icon. Okay. Yeah. They said coworker Justin's an icon. I'm like, he absolutely is. <laughs> I will. Uh, listen, I'll take it because. We're going to turn you into me into a meme once we get these cropped hoodies out on uh, on <laughs> for sale. We're going to turn coworker Justin into <laughs> a meme sensation. I'm going to get uh, I'm going to I'm going to draw fake abs on it. I'll wear that. <laughs> We're going to order you an extra, extra, extra small. <laughs> yeah, super tiny hoodie. Well, thank you, coworker Justin, for giving me uh, all the details on friendship dynamics. I'm, yeah. I'm glad you could join. Next week, we've got another. <laughs> we have a great episode for Tuesday. It's somebody who dated their stepbrother. And it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's actually a very. It's It sounds like a very salacious episode. It's not it, that bad. It's actually like very like we talked about a lot of really grounded things. Like it's a very grounded episode. Okay. Okay. I will say. And then on Thursday, it's uh the Taylor Swift Midnight's episode. So if you have a song lyric from Taylor Swift that just relates to one of your breakups, DM me. I want to hear about it because we're going to talk about it on the next bonus episode. I think I did. I don't know if I submitted one or not. Did you? Wait. I thought I did. You can talk about it on next week's episode. (laughs) It's story of us. Yeah. Oh, yes. (laughs)